This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I suggest we use it. The button pushing stops here. Plug the radio in. Welcome, everyone, once again to the Evidence for Faith show. This is the show where we teach you how to defend the truth of Christianity, where we show you the evidences that Christianity is true and the benefits that come to, to the community and to yourself personally by adopting Christian doctrines. My name is Keith Kendricks. Hi, I'm Dr. Michael Arrakis. We are going to be having a great guest, a couple of guests today, so we will get into that in a little bit. But if you are interested in calling, talking to our guests, you can call us at 609-398-1020. And you can always check us out on the internet, evidenceforfaith.com. Well, Mike, I got a, I had a conversation with one of our listeners, and he said, Sometimes the stuff you guys talk about is way over my head. Well, what are we going to do about that, Keith? Well, I don't want to dumb down the show, but we do talk about some hard things sometimes, and I think there's still benefit to people. Even if it's over your head for a while, everything new is always over your head. When I started my job, man, the training I went through, it seemed impossible. I was never going to get it. But eventually you do. And the good news, Keith, is that since each show is recorded and it's put on our website, you can actually download the podcast and listen to it again. So if it didn't make sense to you, if it flew over your head the first time, you listen to it again, I think that it'll make a whole lot more sense the second time. It's like looking, looking at one of those thriller kind of movies where everything is coming at you fast and furious, and then finally you see the plot unfold and the movie's over, and it's like, how did that happen? You look at the movie again, and it makes a whole lot more sense. Exactly. It's that kind of a thing. And But even if you don't get some of the talks that we were into philosophy last week and the moral argument for the existence of God, but even if you don't get exactly the arguments, at least you know there's arguments out there. So when you're talking to someone who's a, a non-believer or you're trying to help someone, a believer who's depressed— and you need to give them some assurance, you can affirm that there are good arguments out there, that there is evidence that God exists, evidence that the Bible is reliable, and that Christianity can make a big difference in your life. And if you need one of those quick arguments, you can always refer the patients to our website at evidenceforfaith.com. That's evidence, the number four, faith.com. I like how you, you said they're patients. Oh, did I say patience? Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah, but and in a sense, when you know when you're ministering to a person, yes. they become your patient. You yeah. know, you're oh, you're the spiritual doctor for them. It's Doctor Jesus's patience, actually. You know, and and Doctor Mike is going to be speaking at a local church coming up. So if you would be interested in hearing Doctor Mike talk about one of those evidences that Christianity is true, he's going to be talking about the evidence for the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that is, well, Mike, why don't you, you tell people about it? Well, it's going to be at the First uh, Baptist Church uh, in Egg Harbor City. Real easy to get to on London Avenue. If you go up the Whitehorse Pike, uh, intersect with London, there's actually on the street sign itself, it says London Avenue, and then First Baptist Church. You just make a, 
a turn at that sign uh, and head north onto uh, London and go up about five blocks, you'll see the church on the right-hand side. Um, We're going to be talking about the crucifixion and how the certainty of death by crucifixion was 100%. Okay, there were no no escapees from crucifixion. Everybody died who was crucified. And we're going to talk about the the medical facts, the physiology of, of the death and how people died by crucifixion, and how the resurrection of Christ himself uh, proves once and for all that what he came to do, and what he did for all of us, is actually true, because the resurrection is the linchpin of Christianity. If the resurrection didn't happen, then our faith is for naught. Uh, we know that uh, Christ uh, came back from the dead, uh, the witnesses were, were many, mm-hmm. and that uh, what he said and came to accomplish happened, and what he said is absolutely true. Well, that sounds like that's going to be a great talk, so that is April 3rd, in Egg Harbor City at the First Baptist Church. That's correct. That'll be the Saturday before Easter. That It is amazing how the science, as it unfolds today, is revealing the truth of Christianity. You're going to be talking about that. There was a news item that I picked up that I wanted to share with people. Archaeologists um, digging near Jerusalem uh, said that they found ancient fortifications. I'll read a little from this news item. Ancient fortifications recently excavated in Jerusalem date back 3,000 years to the time of King Solomon and support the biblical narrative and the era. If the age of the wall is correct, the finding would be an indication that Jerusalem was home to a strong central government that had the resources and manpower needed to build massive fortifications in the 10th century B.C. And it continues, that's key That's a key point of dispute among scholars because it would match the Bible's account that the uh, Hebrew kings David and Solomon ruled from Jerusalem around that time. So another evidence that supports uh, the Bible, and these things keep popping up all the time these days. Keith, if I can just digress for one second, that uh, speaking engagement that I'll be doing on uh, uh, the first Saturday morning of April is actually a breakfast at 8 a.m., um, there's no charge um, at the time. Uh, 8 o'clock in the morning is the time of the breakfast, 8 to 9, and I'll be speaking from 9 to 9.30. Uh, for information, uh, you can call at 965-2177. Pastor Paul Ort uh, is the pastor there, and that's the First Baptist Church of Egg Harbor City. All right. Now, Great. Uh, oh. another plug. We're going to be talking about the men's resurrection breakfast. Let's do that now. And that'll be happening on uh, the 27th of this month. That's going to be Palm Saturday, if you will. And sitting beside me is the uh, organizer of the Men's Resurrection Breakfast for the last 20 years or so. And a uh, uh, big welcome to uh, Larry Perufi, who works tirelessly organizing this thing. Hi, Larry. Hi, Mike. Keith. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Good to be here. It is great to see you again, Larry. And I know that uh, a lot of time and hard work goes into organizing. Uh, organizing these breakfasts, and uh, it's your intention to uh, do kingdom work and to bring uh, prominent national inspirational speakers to the men of South Jersey and feed them a great breakfast uh, that's catered by Larry's Two Restaurant. Uh, give us a little background on the uh, the Men's Resurrection Breakfast, if you will, Larry. Um, the, med- the Resurrection Breakfast um, started about uh, 20 years ago. Uh, we've, we've not, it's been about 15, we've done it 15 years in the past 20, uh, 20 years ago, uh, Pat Kelly was the first speaker who brought a former Baltimore Oriole baseball player. I think there were about 185 men there that year. 
And um, if we've moved from spot to spot finding accommodations that would hold us, and we've now come to the Vineland High School gymnasium, uh, the biggest years we had, there were uh, 1,000 men there for the speaker. We fed over 700 and had 1,000 in attendance, and the biggest ones we've done. Uh, the last few years have been between six and 700 men the last few years we've done it. And give us a, an idea of what type of uh, speaker that you brought in most recently. You mentioned Pat Kelly, and I've seen Pat speak a couple of times before he died uh, several years back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby Richardson a number of years back. Uh, Bobby Jones from the Sixers. Uh, Mike Reichenbach with the Eagles has been there. Um, Reggie Davs, many uh, in South Jersey know that name now. Reggie's been here seven or eight years in a row. All the high schools that are here have seen Reggie. Uh, Irving Friars has uh, been part of. Um, the program. Uh, Andre Thornton, who's with the Chicago Cubs for years. Um, Dave Reaver, who was a Vietnam vet with uh, probably the most amazing story I've ever heard. Uh, Bob Whelan, this will be his third time. Well, this may be the most amazing story you'll ever hear. The two of them have tremendous testimonies, what God has done since they're uh, they, they fell into a bit of adversity. So Bob is uh, just a phenomenal speaker and uh, communicator. Uh, that's a few. We've had, I think, uh, if I go back and trace, I'd probably bring up about 15 uh, names. Stanley Tam. Uh, many won't know that name, but if you read about Stanley Tam, is he was a businessman, very impressive, impressive businessman, and uh, he's also on, going to be with the Lord. Uh, also, um, oh, now, picture for the Pittsburgh Pirates that we used, um, Vinegar Benz Mizells, and he was excellent. Also a congressman. He was a congressman for years in South Carolina, I believe. So we've had a number of speakers. Uh, all have done a wonderful job for us. Yeah, and uh, on the line, we're going to be uh, speaking to Bob Whelan, who's going to be featured uh, at the Resurrection Breakfast uh, this year. And uh, Larry, I understand that tickets are still available at this event. Yeah, I think it's important to note there are no tickets at the door. Please don't do that to us. We, we have breakfast ready for X amount of people. We've uh, sold so far about uh, 450 to 470 tickets are gone. They're still available. We can fit up to about 750 max in that gymnasium. So we we have tickets and tables available. Um, So we're welcome to get rid of all of them if we could, but not at the door because that's quite a burden. Is is there a contact person or a telephone number that we can uh, give out to the men who are interested in coming? Yeah, yeah. the one number is on the poster, which I do not have with me. Uh, the other number I know is 856-297-1679. You can go online to the Youth Alliance or South Jersey Youth Alliance and um, bring up uh, the information there and also make contact for tickets there. Okay, great. 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 All right. Well, we have the guest speaker who's going to be here um, during the men's Resurrection Breakfast on the line with us. Bob Whelan, are you there? Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. Hey, Bob, nice to hear from you again. Well, it's uh, I'm just listening to what Larry shared and Keith and Dr. Mike, and uh, I like that title, Evidence of Faith. Uh, for those who don't know my story, I was in a body bag uh, on June 14, 1969, and they had the audacity to zip it up, so... Wow. When you talk about circumstances of life, I was not in an ideal situation except the fact that it allowed God to intervene. And if anybody wants any evidence of faith, 
I don't believe you run into a lot of people who were dead in 1969 and then were the keynote speaker at the Resurrection <laughs> Breakfast in 2010 lately. That's the key word is right. lately. <laughs> you, know, you know, Bob, I, I understand you were pronounced D-O-A, and that means yeah. dead on arrival. That's uh, three abbreviations or three three letters that medical professionals know from day one in medical school. Uh, tell us the exact circumstances of, of what happened to you on that fateful day in uh, June of uh, 1969. Well, uh, I was serving with the 25th Infantry Division. Our assignment every day was to go out and look for trouble, <laughs> and we were pretty successful at finding it. In fact, we were uh, working in an area called the Hobo Woods, which had the reputation of being one of the three most dangerous areas in the entire country of Vietnam, and of course our immediate commanding officers told us to go in there and do our best to turn the place into a parking lot, but to our surprise, it was our company that got ambushed instead, and of course, uh, the next thing I recall, all the soldiers were yelling and screaming for help, and many, many uh, soldiers got killed, many were injured, and everybody was yelling for help, so uh, I had to make uh, a real quick decision. I had two choices. One, run in the opposite direction for safety. Second choice is uh, based on God's word. and uh, The Gospel of John, chapter 15 and verse 13, it says, Greater love has no man than this, that a man be willing to lay down his life for his friends. Well, I just shared earlier, those were all my friends. So as I was running up to assist, I step on and detonate a 82-millimeter mortar round. And uh, as you said, I was pronounced dead on arrival. Now, if your listening audience wants to find out what happened after that, uh, they're going to have to come to the breakfast. Okay, Bob, <laughs> what you didn't mention, what you did not mention was the fact that you're a medic while you're in the Army. And yes, it was, was your combat medic. Yeah, and it's not only in your your nature, but it was your desire to help those who were injured, uh, even yes. though uh, gravely you at least wanted to make them comfortable with at least morphine. Uh, and in running into that mess, uh, you stepped on that round that uh, took off your legs up to your rump. A lot of people don't know yeah. that about you, but uh, that's what yeah. makes your story most amazing, in my own estimation. Yeah. So, Bob, tell us. Well, uh, the, go ahead. Tell us. Uh, what you found at the time that you were conscious and awakened, and obviously not DOA? Well, uh, you know, it, uh, initially, uh, you know, certainly it was overwhelming. I was just trying to comprehend what was happening to me because, of course, I was weaving in and out of consciousness. Uh, in fact, I still recall a letter I wrote home to my parents. I said, Dear Mom and Dad, I'm in the hospital my second sentence was everything was going to be okay. I said, the people here are taking good care of me. It won't be that much of an adjustment. And because both of my parents were in real estate, I said, hey, maybe I could help you out in real estate. Love, Bob. Well, the significance of that letter was I put one other statement. I said, P.S., I think I lost my leg. So by the fact that I made that statement, it tells you, I wasn't even 100% sure that I lost my leg, but yet uh, uh, I just sensed God's presence at my bedside, and 
I knew that I needed to send a letter of encouragement to my parents. And, of course, I love that word encouragement because, once again, it's, it's Bible-based in Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 13. It tells us, you know, let us encourage or exhort one another daily. Uh, while it's still called today, lest we be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. And I know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, God has given me a gift of encouragement. I've been sharing probably for 35 years all around the world, and hopefully inspiring millions and millions of people to to just always remember it's too soon to quit. And there's probably some people in the listening audience today saying, "Wow." I don't know how I can make it. I don't know what's going to happen. I've lost my hope. I've lost my dreams. I've lost my faith. Well, once again, come to the breakfast. I guarantee when it's all said and done, I I believe with all my heart that everybody's going to be able to say they were glad they came because I truly believe that uh, the breakfast is going to be a divine appointment for everybody who's in attendance. Now, Bob, uh, this is Keith. Um, were you yes. a Christian then at this point in your life before uh, the, the uh, incident happened? Vietnam. Yes, thank God for an organization called Campus Crusade for Christ, which was headed up by the late Dr. Bill Bright, and I'm so grateful that uh, uh, a number of those uh, men who were part of that organization took the time to knock on my apartment door uh, where I was attending uh the University of Wisconsin at La Crosse, and, and they shared the, the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. I knew I was a sinner. I knew I couldn't save myself, so I go all the way back to November 28, 1966. I opened up the door to my heart. I made a decision to invite the Lord Jesus Christ to come into my life as my personal Lord and Savior. And sometimes people think when you become a born-again Christian, you live happily ever after, and I'm not saying that that can happen, but there's. <laughs> I found out, at least in my own life, there there were a few challenges along the way. Right. Well, you got to give uh, Campus Crusade a uh, lot of credit. Um, they they. I was also saved through their ministry, and I think the last yes. guest that we had on the radio program a couple weeks back uh, gave the same testimony that he was saved through the efforts of. Uh, uh, Campus Crusade. So uh, wonderful. So that now, so then becoming a Christian, um, did that help you get through this uh, accident, this uh, this uh, injury? Well, uh, of course it did, because uh, in the Gospel of John, chapter ten and verse ten, it says Jesus Christ has come to give us life and to give it to us more abundantly. And you know what? What's cool about that scripture? It doesn't say unless you're in a wheelchair. Uh, so I said, wow, I better start living an abundant life. Then I read over in Romans 8 and 37, it says, well, we're more than conquerors through him who loves us. And I thought, once again, it didn't mention anything about a wheelchair. And yet there I was with both of my legs blown off, and I began to share with people I'd like to attempt this. And they said, well, you can't do that. You don't have any legs. You're in a wheelchair. I said, well, what if I try that? They said, well, no. You can't do that. You don't have any legs. You're in a wheelchair. I said, well, could I at least try that? He said, no way. You don't have any legs. You're in a wheelchair. So I decided to uh, trust in the Lord. And, again, I I, I know Larry knows the the athletic background that the Lord has allowed me to have. But 
uh, from that very, very humble beginning of not even being able to sit up in bed to go on and officially break the world record in the bench press against able-bodied individuals with a best lift of 507 pounds and to do the Ironman triathlon. And then I guess most people may recall me as the guy who walked across America on your arms or on my arms. So I say that to encourage once again the listening audience and say something to the effect of, could everybody get in their car on Saturday the 27th and maybe drive a few miles to listen to the guy who walked almost 3,000 miles on his arms? I'm trusting and believing that that's going to happen. Hey, Bob Slowry. Yes, sir. How you doing, buddy? I recognize that voice. <laughs> I got to tell you, I sit here, and I don't know how long we've known each other. It's got to be going on. 20 years, maybe, close to that. Yes. But I just want to tell you, I just sit here, and I recognize as I just listen to you, because usually we're interacting, and we talk maybe every once every couple of months, but I just sit here with a smile on my face, because I got to tell you, listening to you is always a joy. I am always encouraged when I hear your right. voice. We always got a good laugh together. We, right, right. It's, it's just a wonderful experience. And one thing that comes to my mind, there's... I probably could now tell 20 of your stories because I've heard them, you know, I've heard so yes. many, so many yes. wonderful stories. But one thing, one phrase that comes to my mind that you said years ago, and I've quoted this so many times, especially in in my own struggles, you know, we all, we all walk through the valley like some yep. of the time. And Bob said years ago, uh, as he walked through this thing, the joy is in the journey. Mm. And I, I... You're so correct, Larry. And I, I, I just remember that sticks with me. And I think as you as you talked to us here, and now you're giving us a little bits and pieces of a story that I, you know, it's just as many times as I heard it in the book that you've written. It you could you could keep an audience at bay for for an, for hours, just one thing after another of what's going on. But but again, that that's that. That is just testimony to the power of Christ in your life and the fact that the journey that you've been on, I especially think of when they took the records away and you said, God said to you, well, it's time to walk across the country. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You are listening. Well, that's why I, I, I think this uh, radio broadcast is so important. You know, there's people out there listening, and, you know, they might be at the end of their rope, if you will. Amen. Uh, but I always say, hey, don't quit. You, much like me and, and everybody in that listening audience, take one more step. Hmm. See what door God opens up for you, and, you know, you're going to be able to listen to a pretty unique testimony there on the 27th that I believe is going to change the lives of many, many men there in the South Jersey area. And, uh, you know, even with the South Jersey Youth Alliance that Preston, I call them Preston C. I still can't pronounce that Italian last name, so I call Preston C. But, you know, the work that's being done is just so awesome. And kind of like where I live out in Los Angeles, California, and attend the Dream Center, we, we just have that little statement of, Hey, let's do a random act of kindness this week or next weekend. You know, maybe the people who've already purchased a ticket could possibly purchase a ticket for someone uh, who maybe doesn't have it all together or maybe another uh, veteran, if you will. All these young men 
coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan, wouldn't it be nice if somebody bought these guys a ticket to help change their lives for eternity? And there's so many opportunities that are out there. And I, I believe that uh, we're going to have a great, great, great breakfast. You are listening to Evidence for Faith. Uh, this is the uh, Christian Evidences and Worldview radio program that helps Christians become thinkers and thinkers become Christians. Hi, I'm Dr. Mike Larrakis. And I'm Keith Kendricks. Special guests today include uh, Bob Wheeland and Larry Barufi. Um, thanks for being with us, guys. Uh, Bob, i got a question for you. I heard a rumor that back in 1969, when you, when you were a student at the University of Wisconsin, that you were actively engaged by the Philadelphia Phillies in contractual arrangements to come and pitch for the Phillies. And I heard the rumor that uh, that your arrival in Philadelphia could have single-handedly side uh, derailed the uh, uh, trade between Rick Wise and uh, Steve Carlton <laughs> going to... Uh, uh, St. Louis. Uh, any of you who are Phillies fans remember that Rick Wise went to St. Louis and Steve yeah. Carlton came to Philly in the early 70s and uh, won four Cy Young Awards with us. But Bob, yeah. I, I heard that you could have actually uh, derailed that whole uh, negotiation. What's well, the scoop on that? I, I, as long as you use the word by faith, uh, anything is possible. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I had an outstanding baseball career before I went to Vietnam and certainly the Phillies Believed in me enough to again, uh, you know, uh, put together some contractual arrangements. But I said I got that other offer, and it came right to my house. It was from the United States Action Army, and uh, it was hard to pass up two years room and board and a chance to see the world. So that's the way it all worked out. I really don't have any complaints because again, uh, God's the potter, we're the clay, and. Uh, all things considering, I'd, I'd like to think I've had as as exciting life as anybody on planet Earth. So, no regrets. That, that's a that's an amazing thing, Bob. And I know that one of your favorite quotes is that uh, life itself is a gift, and we shouldn't waste any of it worrying about what could have been, but to focus on what can be. Uh, obviously, you you're you're framing it in the context of a professional baseball career interrupted by what what tragedy happened to you in Vietnam, but yet you're so upbeat and so full of joy and so full of the Holy Spirit that uh, what what more could a man want than to be living the kingdom life here on earth in advance of uh, the kingdom life in heaven? Uh, and it's just an inspirational thing to, to, to hear you say things like that. Uh, it's just unbelievable. Hey, Bob, I want to comment on uh, just the thought you brought there. Um, Years ago, maybe, I don't know what year, first, maybe second year, when I went to start to talk to men about coming, and, uh, you know, as Christians, we have a lot of parties. I don't want to consider this a Christian party. This is an opportunity to invite a man uh, who does not come to church to come with you, because when you ask a guy to come to church, they usually look at like you have two heads. So if you say, hey, how about coming hearing this guy, this inspirational speaker, and eat a great breakfast, you know, the, the chance of getting a no is so, um, so rare. And I had said years ago to one guy, I would like you to pray. Begin to ask God who, you'd, who you can bring and, yeah. and, and just, just continue to pray. And the day before, somebody might walk in your path. And about a week before the breakfast, this one fellow buys two tables himself. He buys two tables. And that was a little shocking to me in the first or second year. You know, we, we only had 185 men and he bought 20 tickets. And I said, 
what's this about? He said, well, you told me to pray. You suggested praying about who I should bring. And he said, I began to pray, and I heard God say, who shouldn't you bring? And exactly. He, and he bought two tables, and he came with with and he came with them both filled. A lot of them were his employees that he paid for their their morning's work and their breakfast, and it was it was uh, for the kingdom, and it it was profitable for God. So, uh, Amen. I have to agree with you on that. Open the door and see who'll come. Well, let's do it again this year. Yeah, uh, Bob. Uh, this is Keith. Um, yes, our sir. audience. We get a lot of. Um, skeptics uh, who listen, and uh, guys who are just not really sure that there's much truth to this Christianity stuff, and uh, we try and uh, give them, um, you know, the scientific evidence that's out there, but we also want to give them uh, an idea of what Christianity could mean to a person, the kind of benefits that it brings to someone's life, and I can't think of a, a better example of someone who has gone through uh, tough times, um, and what that has meant um, to them. So ha- can you tell us a little bit about what Christianity uh, has meant to you and what kind of a difference it's made in your life? Well, I, I think both Dr. Mike, Keith, and Larry, uh, there's no doubt about it, I was put in a very traumatic situation where, by all signs, might as well be honest, I probably should have given up. Mm. But, you know, I, I, I learned by reading God's Word that God said, I got a better idea. Why don't you cast all your cares upon me? And you watch me work through I said, wow, what a phenomenal idea. I mean, I can cast all my cares upon you, Lord, and the Word confirms that. So, you know, it felt like I was carrying about 10,000 to 100,000 pounds of of concerns on my shoulders, and when I read that scripture, I said, Lord Jesus, you, you, you can have all of my cares, and it, it just, I, I said amen, and I, I, I just felt so alive, knowing that it, in God's word, Hebrews 6.18, it says, it's impossible for God to lie. So men, we're listening to the show again today, you got financial challenges, marital challenges, job challenges, mortgage challenges, and the list could go on and on and on, but God said, cast those cares upon me because I care for you, and it's it's a much easier way to travel, knowing that that peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, and, and that's my advice. Wonderful. Well, uh, Bob, how many people have you spoken to? How many people have you given oh. this message to? Well, for for thirty five years, I've uh, I've, I've spoken uh, thousands and thousands of times, and you know, I want to even throw something out. You know, uh, Preston was trying to get me, and I don't know the name of the church, but a pretty good sized church in uh, South Jersey, and. And they were going to bring me in, and inadvertently there there was another speaker that was already on the program. So I'm coming all the way from Southern California to share in a number of schools, do the breakfast, but I'm still believing by faith if someone's out there listening that a door will open up for Sunday the 28th so that we can continue to share this message with the multitudes. And maybe there's somebody listening right now that says, wow. 
you know, this, this could be a door that opened of, of something that we truly believe uh, will be an encouragement to our congregation or whoever it might be. So I said my greatest gift is always trying to make myself available and then let God do the rest. So that's Wonderful. where we're at, gentlemen, and uh, well, uh, let's, wrap it up. Let's give that uh, information again, uh, Larry. Um, can you give them the information for uh, how they can get tickets for this Saturday? It's 8 a.m. on the 27th at the Vineland High School South Gym. Yeah, it, and if you want, if you if you if you do have a Sunday available, that and Bob will be here. Contact me as well at this number, and I I will sure get through to Bob, and we can set that up. We'd be happy to set that up on the 28th of the month. The number is eight five six. Two nine seven, one six seven nine, and Bob. Just for your information, I know this will this will uh, be joy to your heart because I suppose in the hundreds of people I talk to a week, and I don't get to talk to you every week, but we talk quite often. Uh, you probably ask me more about my son and how he's doing uh, in exactly. Iraq right now than anybody. And it looks like we're still no orders in hand yet. You know how that goes, but it looks yeah. like he'll be in his two-week R&R and be at that breakfast at the head table with us and giving oh, his testimony wow. of what Christ has done in his life. So I'm excited about that. So, uh, yes. so uh, again, veterans out there, guys, open the doors. We, we need to bring yes. them in. Buy a ticket for a guy that's been a veteran. Uh, buy a ticket for a friend. It's it's just going to be, let me tell you, you, you got a taste of Bob Whelan. I've known him for years, and I'm going to tell you, you will not leave there disappointed. You will be <laughs> you will be encouraged. That's my promise to you. If you are just joining us, you are listening to Evidence for Faith. I'm Keith Kendricks. Hi, I'm Dr. Mike Larrakis. And you can check us out online at evidenceforfaith.com. That's evidence and the number for faith.com. Dot com. We've got all of our uh, radio shows, podcasts there. You can get a biography of Mike and I and um, check us out. Bob, are you still there? I'm still here. Bob, I got one question for you. I know you're yes, on the road sir. and you're traveling, and I know you want to get on with your travels. Um, <laughs> there was at one time a, uh, a move by Hollywood to encourage you to do a movie. Can you give us... Yes, sir. The, uh, the the balance sheet on that, what's happening with that? Well, I, I, you know, it, it goes back to standing, uh, standing in faith, believing that, uh, you know, God will always give you the desires of your heart for his glory. And when you delight yourself in him, great things happen. And so, you know, I've been believing by faith that this story on the big screen will be able to just encourage the multitudes. And so... I've been working diligently. We we have our screenplay completed. I did attend uh, an Academy Award function last uh, Sunday evening in Southern California and uh, doing a little work with some of the people who helped put together the uh, wonderful, successful movie, The Blind Side. And uh, I, I'm always expecting great things to happen. So I always say it's going to be interesting to see how God works these situations out, but uh, I just put my trust in Him and, uh, and and watch it unfold from there. I, I I don't really have any boring days because it's always exciting when you follow Jesus. Hmm. Well, Bob, I I wanted to thank you for being our uh, special guest. 
and uh, look forward to uh, seeing you again at uh, the Violent Men's Resurrection Breakfast in the next uh, uh, 13 days. Uh, so we wish you uh, Godspeed, safe journey, yes. and um, uh, looking forward to just seeing you again, really. So yes. thank you so much for being our uh, special guest. Well, gentlemen, thank you. The, the honor was mine. God bless. See you, buddy. Bye. Thank you. You've been listening to uh, Bob Wheeland, who uh, is also known as Mr. Inspiration. Um, he has uh, accumulated a number of awards, and uh, nobody uh, will will talk about it, especially Bob. But I think that the listening audience should know some of his background and some of his accomplishments. Uh, so if I can uh, just run through those for the next uh, few minutes, you'll see what an amazing, amazing individual he is. Uh, and he uh, always deflects any, any fame or glory uh, to his creator. He's a man of tremendous uh, faith and uh, believes that his own life is a miracle, uh, basically being pronounced dead, zipped up in a body bag. And the one thing he can't zip up on Bob right now is his mouth. He, just, he will talk about the Lord whenever he has the opportunity, and he's just an amazing spokesperson for the kingdom. But listen to some of these accomplishments that, uh, that Bob has had uh, going back 30 years. Uh, in 2005, he was named one of the top 100 sports stories in the past 100 years. An amazing accomplishment. In 2003, he was the National Victor Award for Special Achievement in Sports, again holding the uh, bench press for a man his weight uh, at 507 pounds. Uh, In 2003, he was the Henry IBA Citizen Athlete of the Year, Chairman's Award, uh, 2001 Vietnam Veterans Foundation Man of the Year, Um, 2001 World Champion Clydesdale Triathlon in the 55 to 59-year-old age group, having having defeated both able-bodied and disabled athletes. In every triathlon that he's ever competed in, he has not used his wheelchair Instead of the run, most triathletes who are in wheelchairs use their wheelchairs. He walks on his hands, folks, with a specially made leather saddle protecting his rump against the asphalt. Um, He was able to walk across America on his hands from the California coastline, the Pacific Ocean, all the way to the Vietnam uh, Men's War Memorial uh, by himself. Uh, An amazing, amazing accomplishment. Uh, He's been voted the the most courageous man in America by the NFL Players Association and the Jim Thorpe Foundation in 1996. And uh, in 1994, was voted one of the six most amazing Americans in the past 20 years by People magazine. These are just a few of his accomplishments, not to mention all of the marathons, triathlons, and so forth that this man has participated in. He is truly an inspiration uh, to uh, anybody, especially those who have uh, disabilities or challenges. Uh, he is just a, a phenomenal uh, encourager of those who are less fortunate than the usual individual. Right. And it's uh, truly an example of the difference that Christianity can make in someone's life. Because, you know, Bob um, puts it all up to the Lord and to Scripture and to Christianity for making that difference in its life. He would not tell you that it was he who did it. You know, that it was his positive attitude that did it. But no, it was Jesus who gave him that positive attitude. Yeah, and he always reframes every question in the context of Scripture and the miracle uh, that was given to him in life. And and really it uh, was—you know, Bob's had three lives. He had his natural life born to his mother. He had the life reborn in his heart in 1966 with uh, Campus Crusade offering him 
uh, the new life through mm-hmm. through faith in Jesus Christ, and then the new life when the when the body bag was unzipped, right. and he never never looked back, never was embittered, never said what could have been, or what was, or he's always looking forward, always looking into the present, and with with a positive attitude. That's just it's just unbelievable. It's phenomenal, Larry. You've you've known him longer than I have. And I, and I know that you, you've just been smiling these last 40 minutes, and I know that there are probably a, a story or two that you'd like to share that uh, Bob is just so so casual about his life circumstance that he doesn't want to really bring any glory to himself. Yeah, you know? one, one thing that comes to mind, I don't, think, I don't think anyone can just hear these words that he walked across America and really get a picture of what that means. But think about that for a second walking across America without legs so that your body, your torso is tossed forward every time you put your arms in front of you, then toss your torso forward. But I want you to think, and he tells a story that when he left California, there were many people that said, um, said, yeah, Bob, we'll go with you. We will, we'll stick with you. We'll, we'll take care of things you need and, and, and probably well, well-meaning people. And then after, you know, a month or two months, you, you might say, you know, I just didn't think about the time frame, so I need to go back right. to my job or my family. So they all left Bob. What does that mean? Well, that would mean many mornings Bob would get up in the morning, mark where he is. He would drive three, four, five miles, depending on the day, get out of the van, get into his wheelchair, wheel back three, four, five miles, get off the wheelchair, and then on his arms, go three, four, five miles, get back in the van, go back, pick up his wheelchair, and come mark the spot where he finished. If he says, if it was a real good day, I felt good, I'd do another mile or two. But imagine now, by yourself, the, the fortitude, um, when, to me, to me, when you say the word hero, I think um, I think Bob's beyond that. When you say the word athlete, I just think he's beyond that. And and his inspiration around me, we've spent weeks together sometimes, and it is just like when he leaves. When I was a runner, if I was running five miles, the next day I ran eight miles. I don't know why. I didn't think about it at that time, but I always noticed when I left Bob, I just was inspired to. To, to do a little more. And, and that's, I believe it. He said it. His gift is that encouragement, and it is. You know, Larry, one, one of the things that uh, I want to share with people, just uh, having uh, met Bob uh, several times, is that when he says that he walked across his hands, uh, walked across America on his hands, it's hard to imagine, unless you see this man on stage, actually how he does it. Um, he's got the saddle on his rump um, so that it protects his, his rudimentary stumps and his buttocks. But he walks, if you, if you can imagine how a gorilla walks on his knuckles, uh, I know that's a, a crude analogy, but it's the best visual that I can give our listening audience. By, by putting his knuckles down on the ground and swinging his torso forward a foot and a half to two feet at a time, and then, and then using his shoulder girdles and his pectoralis muscles to propel himself forward again, and that's j- just doing this repetitively, he goes maybe two feet per swing, swinging his torso forward, using his shoulder and his shoulder muscles to, to propel his body. It's just a phenomenal thing. And when he does his weightlifting demonstration on the stage, he literally jumps out of his wheelchair up onto the bench uh, without any assistance. And it's just a, it's like, wow, how did he do that? Well, he's been doing it for the last 30 years because he's had to, 
You know, this is the the new body that God gave him in his third chance at life. He had he had Easter uh, dinner one year at my home after he spoke on a Saturday and did other things for me and then had dinner with us. And I lived in a two-story home at the time, and Bob was finished and was headed upstairs. He And he went up the steps, and I mean a full flight of steps, with his wheelchair. And I don't mean riding it. He had it in one hand, and he took himself up with the other hand. Wow. <laughs> I mean, any man that bench presses 507 pounds is, is a strong fella. And from shoulder to shoulder, he's, I mean, he's 2 foot 10 inches tall, but he probably weighs about 2, right now, he's probably about... 230 or 240 wow so he's a he's i mean he's big a guy. big big guy and strong and um and i might add he's one of the tallest men you'll ever meet or see oh, or yeah. hear speaking so if you can men please make it a point to uh, come out to the vineland men, men's resurrection breakfast uh, go online at south jersey youth alliance and uh, just click onto the icon that uh, talks about the resurrection breakfast and uh, contacts can be made so that we can get you and or your church group tickets. And Larry, I know that you in the past have had uh, other uh, para-Christian organizations at the uh, Resurrection Breakfast so that they can give out literature and so forth to the men's groups and the church groups that are in attendance. Yes, uh, I'd like to put a little bit of boundary on this. I just don't want guys coming in and handing out stuff. But with a contact, if you reach across the nominational lines— we are happy to have you there. We've had the Gideons there. We've had Christian schools there. We've had uh, the Atlantic City Rescue Mission there. We've had a number over the, the Jews for Jesus. We've had a number of groups there. If you would like to put a booth up to hand out literature about your organization, again, so you cross the nominational lines. I can't do your church event or, or your particular Bible study or, you know, whatever you might do in your church. But I'd be happy to open the door to set up booths for groups that would be effectively ministering to the church and and to I mean not just the church but again across the denominational lines. That's what's important here because we we've done this breakfast now for over the past twenty years and and there's no denomination that takes. We're looking for new people for our churches. Uh, I really don't care where they go to church. I just want them to go to church. I want them to be in a place that believes that Christ, by faith, uh, offers to us uh, salvation. And once that's preached in a church and they're willing to come here, take them back with you, disciple them. That's a job I have to give out. I can't do. But I can open this door, or God has used me to open this door. I can't tell you how many men in 15 years, thousands and thousands of men have come and hundreds and hundreds have come to know the Lord. I, I meet them. They come to me. I meet them. So um, I just want to encourage you. Bring a friend. If he won't come to church, he will come here. He will come here. There's nothing to threaten him here. We're not looking to threaten anybody. We're just we're not pushing a, a doctrine. We just want to hear Christ crucified and, and the fact that he's alive and he can change a life, and that, that's the bottom line. You know, Larry, one quick comment about my own um, uh, life experience with the Resurrection Breakfast. In 1996, I was uh, brought by one of the uh, elders from my church as a guest uh, in my pre-belief days, uh, being uh, an agnostic or even a borderline atheist, uh, being a man of two false religions, that would be science and medicine. Um, I was brought by Willie Santoro to that breakfast in 1996, and I heard Bobby Jones speak from the 76ers, and within a 10-day period of time, I myself 
bowed my my head and got on my knees and and gave my heart to uh, to Christ. Uh, and I was dramatically impacted by the men's resurrection breakfast. And your point about the neutrality of the grounds being in a public school auditorium gymnasium uh, can't be overemphasized because the man in a pre-belief state, the last place he wants to be is under a church roof on a church floor with uh, all these uh, lunatics uh, next to him. Um, you know, in fact, one of my own uh, testimonies was that as a physician, I actually tagged uh, Christianity as um, organized schizophrenia. Okay, these were all people who were hearing voices, you know, the Lord's voice for one, wh- which I hear now myself, uh, <laughs> and uh, people who would talk in different lung- uh, languages and tongues and so forth. And uh, I mean, these these were people that were like on the fringe as far as I was concerned. And I, I had medicine to give these people, and they're, they're saying they have Jesus, but I wanted to give them medicine, you know what I mean? Um, so it, it is a, a dramatic event. Uh, it's a life-changing event for men who are in a pre-belief state uh, or even near-belief state. And so I would encourage every one of you that's listening to uh, think about bringing somebody uh, to that event. Uh, and one last thing, I, I know that um, with the Resurrection Breakfast, there's always a featured speaker, speaker like Bob Whelan, a, a nationally renowned uh, speaker and inspirational speaker. But there's also a secondary speaker uh, at the event, and this year you're going to have Seth, your son, who's a uh, medical school graduate, uh, speak, uh, hopefully with uh, uh, sharing his own testimony with the group. Um, uh, I personally had a, a chance to interview your son uh, prior to going to medical school and wrote a letter of recommendation for him. So I'm actually anxious to hear what he has to say and hear how uh, his Christian testimony has impacted him, uh, his own life as a physician. And I know that he is serving uh, in the Army as a uh, flight surgeon. I don't know if you want to give a little background on that uh, for, yeah. for the listening audience. He's with the 25th Cavalry, stationed right now in Iraq, uh, Fallujah, I believe. And uh, he's been a flight surgeon for the, next, for the last uh, two years. And he's due to come home for his two-week R&R and then back to Iraq again till August or September. Uh, and he'll be done the, the year he owes him. So... Hopefully he'll be with us that day. If if not, that's fine. But if he is, I I've always you know we've talked a couple times about his, what, he'll, what he'll share. So I'm pretty excited about that. And let's remind people of that day again. That's Saturday, March 27th at 8 a.m. at the Vineland High School South Gym. Don't come without a ticket. You need a ticket, Larry. Where can they get tickets? Well, again, my phone number is eight five six two nine seven. 1679. They can call that number. They're $15 a ticket, $150 a table. We would rather sell them that way. It makes it a lot easier for us. Or go to the Youth Alliance, South Jersey Youth Alliance website. There's numbers there where you can call to get tickets. But again, please don't just show up at the door. Call us ahead of time if you're coming and you don't have a ticket because we have to plan for food. About a week from now, we have to give the Lowry's 2 restaurant in Vineland, the number of men, so we have the right amount of food. Come hungry, come early, the coffee will be ready, and all you can eat, it'll be a great breakfast. It's a good atmosphere, and uh, it's a friendly place, uh, non-threatening, and you will be blessed. You will be blessed. It is a uh, traditional American hearty breakfast, and I will be handing out prescriptions for uh, <laughs> uh, cholesterol-lowering medicines oh. <laughs> at that event as well. <laughs> but it's it's uh, it's really a terrific event, folks. Uh, you'll be fed uh, not only physically but also spiritually. Uh, that's guaranteed.
And shortly after that, Mike, you are going to be a speaker. I'm going to come with you and listen to you speak at... Uh, this is going to be also another men's breakfast. Correct. Okay, this will be uh, April 3rd at the First Baptist Church of Egg Harbor City. And that's at 8 a.m., and the address is 236 London Avenue. Now, I've got a contact number here. Should people call? Is this free? Can they yeah. just show up? No. The, it, well, it, it is free. There will be a love offering uh, for the church to cover the uh, the cost of the breakfast. Uh, so there's there's no set fee, but they would like a head count prior to anyone arriving All right. so that they can uh, make sure that they have plenty of supplies and, and uh, uh, food amounts, uh, just like we need for Larry's, too, at the Resurrection Breakfast. So let's give them a contact number, then, 965-2177. So that is for the uh, men's breakfast, 8 a.m. Um, on uh, April 3rd. First Baptist Church of Egg Harbor City, which is on Route 30, not far from Hammonton. Correct. And we're going to be talking about the science and the medicine behind resurrection and the certainty of death by uh, crucifixion. Yeah, this is a very, very important evidence for um, the resurrection. This is, Mike's going to be specifically looking on the into the fact that Jesus had to have died because, you know, there's all these... Um, kind of uh, secular or atheistic explanations for what happened during the resurrection. You know, why uh, why do Christians think that Jesus rose from the from the dead? We know that he really didn't die because there is no God and so people don't come back from the dead. So maybe an explanation is that he didn't really die. So that's got the swoon theory and this has become very popular. There's been movies done about it. And Jesus didn't really die. He swooned. Um, he was unconscious. They thought he was dead. They went ahead and you know wrapped him up and stuffed him into uh, a tomb. And they came back to look for his body three days later, and he's gone because in the cool of the you know the cool e- uh, of the uh, stone tomb, he revived and came out. And that's where. Christianity comes from, but that's not well, true. Well, Keith, that's uh, that's actually a perfect segue into our next uh, show topic next week, next which week? is going to be on miracles, miracles yes. in the modern mind. Right, Ken. and uh, Bob Whelan's a miracle, and actually the resurrection is a miracle. Exactly. So, um, so that more exciting evidences for Christianity next week. You have been listening to Evidence for Faith. I'm Keith Kendricks. Hi, I'm Dr. Mike Larrakis. And a big thank you to Larry Barufi for being our guest. Join us again next Sunday at 4 p.m. for more reasons to believe. And always remember, the best reason for being a Christian is because it's true.